Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at timlanefitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. Katie, Carrie, and Shelly shared their journey from surviving cancer and how important having support is. They combined their skills of working in finance and customer service in corporate America and being an entrepreneur in order to help others who are fighting cancer. Together, they started Cancer Cartel, a nonprofit to help with the things that no one even thinks about when going through treatment. They are a group of dynamic women who are sisters and friends and completely understand the benefit to collaborating. Their motto is we rise by lifting others and they are doing just that, rising up. Stay tuned for their inspiring journey. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and business by transforming trauma into treasure. Check out my new co-author collaborative book called Hashtag Firestarters, How to Be a Spark of Hope in the Midst of Change on my website at shaysparks.com. And I invite you to connect with me on all my social media links on the website, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And today, our guest is the lovely, lovely ladies from Cancer Cartel. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for having us. So I really just kind of want to jump in here and have you guys introduce yourself. So there's three of you on the panel today. So I would love if you just would each one kind of talk about who you are, what you do with Cancel Cartel, and we will go from there. Okay. Good morning. Well, I'll jump in first. Um, I'm Carrie and um, I'm a cancer survivor. Um, I had breast cancer, thyroid cancer, and an ongoing skin cancer battle. But more than that, um, cancer has been a platform that has changed my life and going through those trials and struggles have really put me on a path to do something more important with my life. And it took me a long time to figure out what that important thing was. But when we came up with the idea for Cancer Cartel, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that finally I was on the path and that this was everything I was meant to do. And all the struggle had led me to this. Mm, I'm Katie and I'm just one of the co-founders of Cancer Cartel. Awesome. Thank you for being here, ladies. Shelly? I am Shelly Tenney, uh, Tenney Miller, and Katie and I are both sisters. Mm-hmm. So I had breast cancer and skin cancer as well. And then Katie had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and skin cancer. So mm-hmm. at Cancer Cartel, we do say that don't let the pink fool you because we are all kinds of cancer, not just mm-hmm. breast cancer. Um, and we are all co-founders of Cancer Cartel, and it's meant a lot to me to be a part of this group of incredible ladies. Um, 
when I had skin, when I had my cancer battles, I knew after getting through it that, you know, I was such a stronger person that there was more out there for me. I was in finance for 20 years and I just knew sitting at my desk that there was something more out there for me. And I talked to Katie a lot about it prior to leaving my job. And I just knew that someday we were going to do something together. I didn't know what it was. I always thought we'd be running like a fashion boutique or something. Um, but then when they came up with this idea, I, I just jumped in. I knew it was the right thing to do. So here we are. Mm, well, well, thank you. Thank you for fighting so hard for each of your lives to be able to really pour into the community around you to do this. I had no idea when we got started that you would all have survived cancer. So thank you for fighting so hard. And I like to start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? So who wants to go first? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so investing in people, what it means to me, I mean, just, I, I'm thinking of it through the cancer cartel lens right now, but what it means to me through there is just lifting people up. Um, mm. We get the opportunity all the time to talk to these fighters. Um, we just spent the weekend doing a lot of Zoom meetings with, I think we did 12 people all together mm-hmm. and just being able to inspire them was huge. And I feel like that's part of that is like being able to be there and build someone else up. Um, people did that for us when we were going through our fight. So now I kind of feel like that's what my goal in life right now is to invest in those people, help them lift them up. I had a great support group when I was going through cancer um, at my work and at home, but um, a lot of these people don't have that. So I feel very fortunate that that's what I'm able to do now. Mm, great answer. Katie, Carrie. Well, for me, I like, you know, with a cancer cartel lens on, I absolutely echo what Shelly just said. But I think that there's more to it as well. Really, we're blessed to be this group of three women who Mm -hmm. do that for each other. We are so invested in each other's growth and each other's, you know, we rise by lifting others. We, We do that for each other. And we also hope to A, inspire, of course, the people who we are granting money to and helping through their cancer struggle, but for other people who see hardship out in the world and go, you know what? I'm going to make a difference. I can actually do this. These three chicks did it. I can do it too. Mm, I love that. Great answer. Carrie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Katie just echoes what, I mean, yeah, just what they said. I don't, yeah, what they said. Okay, what they said. I love it. So tell us what Cancer Cartel is exactly. Well, one of the reasons um, behind Cancer Cartel is that cancer is expensive. That's where this came from. And it's not just medical bills. It is the increase of your everyday living expenses. Fuel back and forth to treatment. Um, You have to eat at the hospital. That food's freaking expensive. Right. Um, And so we thought there had to be a better way. There has to be a way where we can give directly to people who need it the most and we can do it in a fun and creative way. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how we built the structure around this. Shell, do you want to expand on that? I think that was a great, I mean, that's, that's how we started. And that's what we, how we started going forward was this very expensive. And I think we all three have had different experiences with that. Um, in our own personal battles. Um, luckily, we had like either savings or a family to help us out. But most of those people out there, especially right now with COVID, right, having a really difficult time. They've lost their jobs or, you know, just they insurance isn't covering. You know, it's just it's very expensive. So, yeah, that's the, the whole idea was around that. How can we help 
that, that, that group of people. Yeah. Directly help them. Like we give money directly into the hands of the person struggling financially. Mm. So if someone is struggling and they're going through cancer and is it women only that you're, you're helping? Okay. So men and women. Okay. And children. children. Got it. Got it. So, um, a lot of my audience are either military or former military and, um, now they've, or, and small business owners. So if they, uh, you know, sometimes we know as small business owners, entrepreneurs, we don't have group insurance, so it's not the best, right? So of course they're, they might run into something like this. So if they've had that and they are like, okay, I need help with my, um, my electric bill this month, or, you know, I've got to go stay in a hotel at, you know, a, a different, I got airfare to a different hospital, but I need, you know, hotel or my family needs a hotel, my husband, you know, my, my wife, whatever. How do they contact you? And is that something that you guys help with? Yeah, that's exactly what we help with. Um, so it's very easy on our website. There's a form to fill out. It just asks like basic information, your name, type of cancer, where you're being treated. And that goes directly into our email when you submit that. Um, the one thing we'll respond back with is a diagnosis sheet. So that's just to cover our basis. We just need a, something from your doctor or it's from your MyChart, something that has your diagnosis on it, your name and mm-hmm. the doctor you're being treated by. And once we have that, then it just is in our, um, it's in our group of people that we review. So we've been, we were doing it monthly last year. We're trying to do it quarterly this year. Um, but it just depends on how many we have at any given time and how much, how many funds we have. So, um, a hundred percent of the funds we raise goes out to people. So as soon as we have enough funds in there to hand out, that's what we do. So Mm -hmm. that's what we did last weekend. We were able to grant a lot of people some extra funds. And the one thing we've been trying to do at the very beginning is when they do give us their diagnosis sheet, we try to give at least a, an Amazon gift card or a Walmart gift card, something to give them, you know, a hundred dollars just to start with. Um, so mm. we've been able to fortunately, so they can order online. Yeah. Online is very easy. We send it to their email nice. and then we look further into, um, you know, grouping the next group for the, when we have funds available to do a larger, larger sum. Wow. So tell me about this, this, mass of giving last weekend. So I, I'm assuming that's what all the, fo- the Zoom calls were about, right? You were just able to like give and how, uh, first of all, how did it feel to be able to do that? Oh, Shay, there really are. Yeah. There's no words to describe. Um, why we do it for sure. The feeling, amazing. um, you know, there's tears of joy and sadness on these calls. Most of the time, um, when you're hearing people talk about the real struggle and the fact that it's little things that they're having to give up. It's things like birthday presents for their children Mm -hmm. or, you know, I mean, it's, it's all the way from I can't afford to pay my mortgage to I need $50 to pay the water bill. Um, It's real people facing real struggles and it's the most remarkable feeling when we can help them. There's, and somehow we laugh on every call. We laugh on every call. Somehow we start, we all laugh. Well, I think that's that's why they really, I mean, when they jump on they're you know, we're kind of different than I think most people because we we do try to bring like some humor to it and try to fire people knowing that they're going to get to this other side and they're going to be us eventually. Yeah, they're able to see what the other side is that we're we're doing well. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be sad. Yeah, awesome. After the calls, the emails we get. um, Oh, yeah. Oh, Shay. Share. Please share. (laughs) It, it, 
it really inspires them. Like they are, they were down in the dumps when they got on the call with us and they get a piece of Emily's and they uh, are inspired. And it's what they They felt so like alone through the cancer. They felt so helpless. They lost so much money, but, um, now they, they feel hope and they're just so inspired by us and they want to do something, you know, to help us as well. Like they, those emails are the best. They yeah. So yeah. Do you guys have something you want to share? Well, you know, we were just talking about the emails we get and, you know, one person said cancer sucks, but we truly brought to light how many good people there are out there and what's on Mm -hmm. the other side of this. And let me tell you just the tears of joy and just inspiration after hearing your stories of encouragement, I realized it's okay to still align yourself with cancer, but it doesn't have to negatively consume you. You can channel, channel that energy into empowerment and service to others. Yeah. She's incredible. I mean, she said it better than we do sometimes. <laughs> well, I think that's what you guys have done, right? You have channeled all that energy that you did to fight to now be of service to really help others um, when, when they are you know, low and need something, need some help. And I think when we started, we did not realize that piece of it. Like, Mm. we knew we were going to help people financially, but we did not know how else we were helping people until we got Mm -hmm. on the walls and saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more than the money. Right, right, right. It is a lot more than the money. So what is it when you're giving something, what has been the best experience you've had? Is there one that you know, you're now like connected with them, your friends and they've joined you or they've gone out and started their own thing or anything like that. I think all, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I would say really? most, of them, most of them always end up following us on social media. And then they're always commenting on our things, like just how important that we were to them or mm. we will emails. Like we got one just, um, or it was a message, I think on Instagram, the message just saying that she was finished with her chemo and like, just, we get yeah, the they update us. Yeah, they update us on how they're doing. And we also get the opposite. We get, um, we got one the, um, back in about a wife reached out to us. And we have a lovely conversation with her and her husband right before Christmas. And he ended up passing away on Christmas mm. Eve, I think. I think he was oh, diagnosed wow. on Christmas Eve and then passed Died away on yeah. Christmas Eve too. The next, but the she next just year. Wow. How, how great he felt when he got off the phone with us. And so she just wanted to relay that to us that he did pass, but he felt so good when he got off the phone with you guys and uh, you get both sides of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we talked in the beginning that we'd have tears and there's definitely a tear (laughs) welling up. My goodness. Wow. What a, what a gift you guys are. Um, so has there, what is your biggest challenge running a nonprofit being, um, especially technically you guys are all like clear of cancer. Okay. So is it, did you have to really make sure that you were all, you know, clear in remission or did you decide this during the the process? We're all quite a ways out from, I mean, the skin cancer thing is kind of an ongoing. Yeah. That's going to be forever. Yeah. We all have these lovely scars right here. That's just something we'll be blessed with forever, <laughs> yes. all of us. But, I have um, one too, so I understand. Girl, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, more than that, it was the struggles that we faced were A, not knowing what the heck we were doing starting a nonprofit. Like none of us have ever, you know, we all have, you know, diff- varying business backgrounds, but none of us have ever started a nonprofit no. before. 
you know, fundraising, obviously, in this climate can be a challenge. We really had to pivot because of COVID. We had some big events planned. We had, you know, what normal nonprofits do that we were unable to do. Um, But we've done a pretty darn good job of changing how we're doing this and, you know, just saying, okay, well, that way didn't work. So let's try something new and trying something new is working. Yeah. We're just rolling with it. (laughs) We really only started like really officially in the nonprofit. I think we got our 501c3 like August or September, 2019. So it was really like, we haven't been like really into it that long. And we came up with the idea in October of 2018. We just sat on it for a while, like just talking about it, not doing a lot because the paperwork was very daunting. Right. Yeah. About it. We talked to other nonprofits, but we went to a women's conference back in July of 2019. Um, And after we got back from that, we were fired up. It was just all about just doing it, do the hard thing, like just go for it. And so we did, we sat down at our table and just put all the paperwork out and just started working on it. And we got it done and we got our 501c3 and we've just been going ever since. And like Carrie said, we did have to pivot like, cause we had fun. We had some actual in-person events that we were so excited about going into 2020. Um, and you know, of course those had to k- get canceled. So we haven't really even had an event like that we hope to, um, yeah. but we've been able to raise, um, we did quite well last year, just off what we were able to do, um, you know, online and through our other fundraising. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, you said you guys are business owners as well outside of the nonprofit. No, well, just business background. Yeah. Katie was, had her own small businesses, um, Shelly was in finance. I did customer service and business development. So have you guys steered away from your careers and are focusing on this full time or or are you still doing both? (laughs) Katie and I, Carrie is still working, but I'm still working. COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise in a couple ways, because when Carrie was laid off at the beginning of COVID, we all three, I mean, because we weren't doing this previously, but we all three, we set a schedule for Monday through Friday. We were on the phone from 9 to 1130-ish noon every single day working on this. And if COVID had not happened, we would not have had that time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have full days every Wednesday together. Yeah, we do in person every Wednesday. Well, during a few months of the COVID, we weren't able, like yeah. two months, we didn't even get together. Mm-hmm. Um and then we were able to get people like on the phone or through messages that weren't, were nor- weren't busy. So they were home, like answering messages during COVID. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Carrie is still working her other part-time job now too. In addition to this. Awesome. It's worth it. Fingers crossed. Not for much longer. Not for much longer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, where do you see, speaking of not much longer, where do you see this taking you and, and going for you guys? Well, we are big dreamers and have 100% faith that this is going to be our life's work. Um, We originally set out that 100% of our donated funds will go directly into the hands of cancer fighters. So we are motivated to find um, a corporate sponsor or a family foundation or a grant program that will come in and cover our overhead costs, which would include salaries for the three of us who have been working for free um, for a lot of hours a week. Um, so we know that is in our near future. Um, our big goal is to give away, put directly in the hands, $11 million a year. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We're nowhere close to that, but... 
we will be. Yeah. Um, and you know, we see, like I said, our life's work. Like I want to do this all day, every day for the rest of my life. Mm, it's beautiful. What about, uh, any of anyone else? Well, that's, that's, I mean, correct. Yeah. I mean, we, we started this not paying ourselves at all because we knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think at the beginning, we probably didn't realize how much time we'd put into this. But now <laughs> it is way more than a full-time job for the three of us. I mean, we're usually we're, all day Saturday too. We do all day Wednesday. As you know, like social media and all that takes a lot of effort. So I mean, sure. the posting, the commenting, you have to engage with all of your people. Um, so, I mean, that, even when we're not together, we're doing that um, in the evenings, the afternoons. So, um, so yeah, it's a lot of work, but um, it's it's been worth it. Every every hour, every minute we've put into it has been worth it. For sure. So your careers before you started this nonprofit, what transferable skills did you have in your prior uh, employment, your prior life, and now really transferred into growing this um, your, your nonprofit? Yeah, I can start. So I was in um, corporate finance for 20 years. So um, the finance piece definitely helps, but also I was a, a leader, a manager in my organization. So um, I had a lot of training with people and leadership and um, just how to, how to work with people. So all that training I think has helped in what I'm doing today. Um, so in addition to the, the finance piece of it, I also have the, the people skills um, and, you know, talking with people, engaging with people, the empathy, that kind of stuff. So that has really helped me. Awesome. I love that. Anyone else? I'll chime in on that one. Um, so previous to this, I worked in business development. So I helped small business owners, you know, grow and develop and sometimes open from scratch new businesses. Mm-hmm. And that has been hugely you know, relevant to what we're doing when we're speaking about marketing and branding and, you know, strategy, that kind of stuff. So that's how, and plus customer service, like this is, this is our life. This is our brand. And, you know, we want it to, to speak to the world and, you know, and to really have clear messaging and just, you know, loving on people. Mm -hmm. And Katie's Mm, the creative genius. Katie's the creative genius. She comes up with these ideas, like, Cancer Cartel. I mean, that was her. The name was her. Um, yeah. She has lots of ideas that she throws at us, like, you know, to see what's <laughs> it. So. And, yeah, and we Kate, are, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jay. I was say, Katie, you said you were had a business? Yeah, I had, um, I had a couple coffee stands and I had a salon and then I got sick and I was sick for a couple years and then I just didn't do anything and then this. So. Katie is amazing. I think that, yeah, we, we, yeah. So we need to brag on Katie a little bit because she's not willing to. Yes. No, we don't. Yes. No, we don't. I don't know what else to say. No, that's all good. And like I said, like we, we're really, this only works because it's the three of us. It, it would never work with just two of us. It would never work with just one of us. The three of us bring such complementary skill sets. You know, I think we go to like, you know, Shelly goes to like her leadership and finance and I go back to business development and customer service and Katie was an entrepreneur. But more than that, what we creatively bring to the table in each one of those segments is what really makes this work. Like it's just, it's so good and it's so synergy and yeah, I just, I love every day. Yeah. Well, Katie, I have to tell you as a hairstylist myself, 
<laughs> I believe that we have, uh, we're kind of jacks of, or jills of all trades, right? <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't do hair. Okay. <laughs> I wish though. I should. I wish I would have. <laughs> Did you, but you owned the salon, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, <laughs> It was a tanning yeah. salon. It was a mega tanning salon. <laughs> Not very proud of it because of our skin care. I got it. Okay. It was like a big, it was a, one of those mega tanning salons with like huge, crazy beds and all this stuff. It was like a, kind of like a spa-like yeah. environment. It was got very it. nice. But yeah, I'm mortified by that. Okay. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> so I just but, said salon and then, just, but she was great at it. I'm yeah. sure she was. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love it. Um, so where is, um, let me back up. What obstacles did you guys really face that when you were going um, through your treatments that you were like, you know, if I can make it through this, I am bound and determined that I am going to help someone else go through this. Oh my gosh. For me, it was just all of it. I mean, <laughs> Katie and I are both sisters. So we have, there's two other sisters also, but Katie okay. and I are like the wimps when it comes to pictures. like we hate sure we hate needles all of it so just the fact when I look when I'm I, I have a hard time even believing what I did but now looking back at it I'm thinking wow if I did that I can do anything because mm. um, honestly it was it was my biggest biggest fear in life is to go through something like that oh she's not kidding I remember when you got diagnosed I was like oh oh yeah. There's no way she couldn't even get her. Neither of us. We couldn't even, I couldn't get my blood pressure taken without like crying. And sure. I remember, no joke. This is a funny story, but I remember like my sisters, our other two sisters having babies and mm-hmm. us, we got to be in the room with them when they had, and they're like, no big deal. Nothing to them is a big deal. And I'm <laughs> like, like never having a child. Like I've never, ever <laughs> a joke about it with my sister. Like, I'm like, you're going to have to carry my child. Cause I'm never going to have a child. Fast forward, I went through my cancer and before chemo, I had to freeze my embryos because my husband and I had not had children and the chemo was going to destroy the ovaries. And when I got done, I could not carry because of the estrogen positive cancer. So mm. my sister, who I had joked about carrying my child, ended up she had to carry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's, I mean, because I was definitely afraid of just having a baby back then. I mean, oh. all of it. So, we yeah. all were, were like, how is Shelly ever going to carry a baby? Yeah. Well, she didn't have to. Well, I always felt like I was such a wimp, but now coming out of it, yeah, it does make you feel like, oh my gosh, if I did that, I could do anything now. I mean, yeah. I'm stronger than I did before. Well, we're stronger than we think we are, right? <gasps> yeah. Oh gosh. I went from not being able to get my blood drawn to having to get blood transfusions every day. <laughs> I have them every day. Yeah. And like when you... you- and you say not being able to get your blood drawn because of, of that, the needles or something else. Oh, the needles. I mean, I would just drop to the ground, like eyes roll back in my head. I can't handle it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now I can. Yeah. Now you're like, all right, uh, here's the vein. Okay, here's the vein no, no, right no, no, no. here. This is the right vein. <laughs> I still can't. Oh God, that's still awful. I don't know. That's, that's still nasty. Well, what? Yeah, but I'm a lot better at it now. <laughs> Good. So if someone is listening and they're going, um, maybe they're going through not necessarily cancer, but just a hard time and they don't see the end, the light at the end of the tunnel, what advice, and this is going to all three of you, what advice would you give to inspire them to keep going? I'll start with that one. Um, 
I would say use the resources that you have available to you. One thing that I did not do that I regret that I like to advise people against when I was sick was not talking to people and not reaching out for help and not accepting the help that was being given to me. Because, you know, as women, we think we have to be like superwoman and Mm -hmm. I'm great. And people would ask me how I was and I was fine. I was not fine. And, you know, you fast forward, honestly, 10 years, and I'm still reeling in some of the stuff that I didn't deal with well. Yeah. Um, And so I would, my big, big piece of advice is if you're struggling, say you're struggling and reach out to your friends that you have someone, everyone has someone, even if it's like someone online, like there's, we live in a world now where you can connect with people that aren't next door to you. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. do it, reach out and get help. Thank you. That's so, so true. I agree. And you're absolutely right. I think as women, we forget that it's okay to not be a superwoman. It's okay to just say, hey, I need support too. And right. There's absolutely nothing, nothing wrong with asking for support, men and women. Mm-hmm. But as Correct. you know, I think as women, we, we have a tendency to just take so used to taking care of other people. So yeah. it's hard for us to ask for ourselves. Okay. Who's next? I would say surround yourself with positivity like mm-hmm. for me it was um like today it could be listening to podcasts like just putting positive things in your mindset don't let yourself go down in the deep dark tunnel and thinking of the worst of the worst you will get through this and you just have to like make sure you're telling yourself that fill your headspace with good positive vibes and thoughts it could be music it could be watching funny comedies I mean, whatever it is you got to get yourself out of that out of that funk Um, And there's a way to do it. And one thing when I was going through it, one of my doctors, she um, knew that I was kind of feeling a little upset one day. And she just grabbed my hand and said, Shelly, you are going to get through this. And Mm -hmm. you're going to come out the other side, a much more, much more stronger person. And Mm -hmm. that just stuck with me the whole, I mean, every time I started to feel a little down, I, her words just kept playing in my head. Like I am going to be stronger. I'm going to be stronger. And that, that helped me get through that. Mm, You got to tell her that. Yeah, we need to tell her that. I told her when I went in for my second mastectomy, um, because the first day, first time she only did one mastectomy, and I went back for a second mastectomy for my reconstructive surgery, and I told her. Yeah, because I've heard you say it before. Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories you tell. No, I told her that 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 stuck with me the whole entire time I was going. Yeah, see, I would say the same as them. Like, don't try not to focus on the negative stuff. Like, like for me, it was like not focusing on side effects. Right, I had to have a stem cell transplant. I had to go through a lot of crap. And like Shelly was one that when she was sick had not focused on like the bad side effects and stuff. Cause you can kind of start to feel them. If you, a lot right. of people, when they find out they have cancer, they're automatically sick. Right. Or, right. Or if they find out they're going to have chemo, the chemo automatically makes you sick, which it does make a lot of people sick. But, um, you can also make yourself sick by right. reading that you don't yeah. feel because that's in the symptoms, you know? So I, right. I would just, I used to tell my nurses, like, don't tell me unless like I need to go to the hospital if I'm feeling this way. <laughs> you know, otherwise, like right. my sister or something. But like, I don't need to know everything. Then try to find humor and stuff. You can laugh. I mean, e- even in the crappiest parts of my life, I somehow find a way to <laughs> laugh. <laughs> it's true. And that's eat. good. And eat. Yeah, eat and, and eat. laugh. <laughs> that's perfect. Eat and laugh. Yeah. And eat and laugh. Stay yeah. positive, and you know, yeah. ask for support. Yeah. Yep. That's our. Yeah, advice. that's awesome. Laugh, support, positive. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a book maybe you guys need to write. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's the new eat, pray, love. Exactly. Eat, pray, pray love. love. Eat, pray, laugh, and positive. Yes, yeah. I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I'm just thinking about when my own um, parents went through their cancer, they had two different types of uh, cancer from chemical. My mom had cancer from um, asbestos, mesothelioma in her stomach. And then my dad had, uh, was diagnosed with um, not mantle cell lymphoma. And then a year later, um, non-small cell adenocarcinoma in his lung. And uh, they, my mom did not have, their treatment wasn't even an option because it was terminal as soon as you got, as soon as she got diagnosed. And I have to say that they gave her was a book to kind of like, I don't even know if comprehend is the right word, but process, you know, the diagnosis. And I think there's just such a huge lack of support in the process of diagnosis um, that the book said, you know, this takes so long to diagnose. It's four to six months life expectancy. You're going to be in excruciating pain through the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, that's super helpful. Right. Not at all. Right, exactly. And she used to say, I'm going to live for five years. I'm going to live for five more years. I'm going to live for five more years. And she lived for 14 months. And wow. so to have that extra time with her was yeah. a, a, such a blessing to our family. Um, but to really be able to see that, you know, if you have the right mindset, it can kind of propel you to move, you know, to heal, to move forward. My dad, um, on the other side. So he had treatment options. He didn't really want to do it, but after the second um, diagnosis, and then he actually fell into um, bronchitis, was in the hospital over Thanksgiving. And they said, it's stage four now. So you probably want to do something if you're going to do something. And, you know, that fear kind of sets in like, oh God, what am I going to do? And you know, in the beginning, we had talked about going to Mexico to a cancer clinic there and, you know, kind of doing some things and he didn't. And so he just didn't, he's like, no, no, no. He kept putting it off. And um, once he started the chemo, those worst side effect that no one ever told him was hiccups. Oh no. And the first time he had hiccups for an entire week. That's, oh my gosh. I don't even. Yeah. And then that was his first treatment. And then I think it was like three weeks later was a second treatment and three weeks later was his third treatment. And then and that was it. But the second treatment, it was hiccups for, for maybe just two days. And then the third treatment, it was hiccups for um, um, just a few hours. Yeah. But, wow. but I'm telling you, as I was reading those um, pamphlets that they were given, I'm like, do I have that symptom? I think I have that symptom. I'm not even going through chemo. (laughs) So it's that whole like psychosomatic thing. As soon as you start reading it, you know, like WebMD, as soon as you start reading WebMD, you're like, I have that. Am I going to die? Like chemo doesn't always make everybody nauseous, but some people, it's just, they're going to be nauseous no matter what, right? Like you're just automatically sick. You know, and you, it, it's not always like well. It's that. even like taking a new drug, right? Like you, you're taking a drug, and yeah. you see the side effects on the TV, and you're like, I think I'd rather suffer with the problem exactly. that I have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't yeah. With it. Projectile diarrhea? No, not a thing. I really <laughs> want to sign up for voluntarily. No, <laughs> nope. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, it was an ally pill people used to take. It was like for weight loss, but it oh, gave you like you were like a diaper. People were like diaper. Uncontrollable. It literally said. Uncontrollable bowel movement. Yeah, commercial. People would wear a diaper, like, and they 
I'm skinny, but I put my pants all day. Oh, wow. Gorilla. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I remember that one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're sorry, Shay. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of crazy sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Right. Cause I think you have to laugh after the tears to get you back yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's perfect to Exactly where we ended, right? We, <laughs> because an ally, and we ended with projectile diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really crucial to our audience too. That, that you know to understand that there are downtimes, mm-hmm. and right. then it's to really just be able to not stay there. Yeah. Yep. That's the point. Yes. So have you guys ever experienced where you were like, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this, like funk, not necessarily health wise, but just a mindset of funk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So please share. Uh, well, for me, it was really like when I was going through cancer, though, like I, there were moments, especially in the days I had to go to chemo, I was in a funk. Like I did not want to go. Um, and my husband always said, okay, you can have like your time. Like, you know, he'd give me, you know, maybe an hour to be down in my funk. But then he's like, okay, you have to get yourself out of that. So mm. I think someone, it might not be your husband. It might be a friend or someone that can call you out and say, okay, you've been there. Now you have to get yourself out. Like you can't stay in that spot forever. And I think that that helps to have someone call you out on it, like help you. What a gift one he gave to you, but he also said some keywords. He said, you have to get yourself out of it. Not I can get you out of it because I think that's where um, relationships, it's very hard in dealing with something because you're leaning on the other person, but the other person can't do the work for you. No, Mm -hmm. especially if you cancer, that puts a lot on someone too. Like we've talked about that, like the support person usually takes, it's almost harder sometimes on that support person watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're so helpless, but yeah. Yeah. Did anyone else want to share? Well, I'll chime in just because um, yeah. I uh, have a tendency to just say everything is okay. Like, you know, that everything is awesome song. Like I have just been that person and it's backfired on me. You know, I mean, I, I did it for years and years and years and, um, you know, I didn't let myself get in the funk, mm. which was a big mistake. Mm. Shelly did it the right way Mm -hmm. by having an hour or a day or a week, whatever it is, like by allowing yourself that time to be in the funk instead of doing what I did and pretended everything was okay. And then, you know, had to get mental health help because I never dealt with these issues. Um, I don't recommend that. So that's just for me to say, like, allow yourself the funk, Mm -hmm. allow yourself the funk, but then pull yourself out the right way not by pretending everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I so agree. And, and, you know, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe that for a really long time. Right, right, right. Wow, guys. It was such an, a beautiful story as you guys have shared and our time is coming to a close soon. So I just want to touch on some other questions. Uh, first of all, personally and, you know, within the cancer cartel, you could answer this as well. What would be your legacy? What do you want your, um, what do you want to be remembered for? How awesome we are. Yeah. I we're want- helping people. We're helping a lot of people. I, yeah. And we're going to, yeah. We're going to change the landscape of charities the and the finances yeah. and yeah, people fighting cancer. We're going to be huge. We're going to be massive. We're going to, we're taking over. Yep. And I, I, we're exactly. going to give a lot of people money. We're going to help a lot of people. I want, you know, at our funerals, I want someone standing up there saying that 
you know, obviously we're at different times, but, um, you know, we didn't go down to play we together. Go down together <laughs> but like, you know, I want people to say, you know, Carrie lived her life for others. Um, she knew what she wanted and she went after it and she did that all wrapped around giving back and helping other people be the best versions of themselves, helping them get through the journey that they're on, whether it's cancer or divorce or whatever it is, like helped people be the best version of them. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I like all of that. And and for me personally, it's, it's my, my daughter gets to see us do this. I love that. Mm-hmm. She, she knows how she came into the world because I had cancer and all that, but yeah, we, yeah. The three of us now giving back. And I mean, we talk about it a lot. So she's always here. She gets, she watches our videos that we put together. So she mm-hmm. knows what we're doing. Um, she thinks we're famous because we're on Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Because we make little videos. So yeah. that means we're famous. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, think, I like that she, she doesn't remember my when I worked before because she was very young. I left my corporate job when she was three and she's seven now. But so this is all she knows. And so mm-hmm. I love that, that she's growing up thinking this is. You know, this is what we do is we help people and give back. So, yeah, and you know, it's funny. I thought about it. I never think about it. like cancer isn't scary for her because yeah. she grew up like around it now. She grew up, I mean, she was she, with yeah, me all the time at the doctor, but like, yeah, that's weird mm. for us. Scary because everyone in our family was dying of cancer when we were young. So it was so scary, but right. I never thought about it. But it's like, my mom beat cancer. My, my mom beat cancer, cancer. And now yeah. look what she's doing. Yeah. Right. Now look what she's doing for the world. It gave me chills on that one. That's a beautiful (laughs) thing. Wow. 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 You know, for me, I'm really uh, in the the moment. I'll say that. It might change tomorrow. But for me, it's really about changing the narrative from post-traumatic stress disorder to post-traumatic growth. And how can you really take what you've gone through, like you guys have, and really find the opportunity to transform it into a treasure? So you guys are just examples, examples, beautiful examples of that. So I just thank you so much for your work that you've been doing. And um, where can people, first of all, are you, what are you looking for? Are you looking for donations? Are you looking for people that have, um, that need the help? And where can they connect with you on what's your social media website, all of that? Well, we're looking for both. So obviously we are looking for donors of all sizes. We are looking for supporters in any capacity, but of course we're always looking for people who need us. That's the whole reason we're doing this is, you know, it takes both sides of that. It's like, it takes people giving us money <laughs> to right. give it then to someone else. Um, right. And of course we're available on every platform almost that you could imagine. Uh, we're the most active on Instagram. We are also on LinkedIn. We are also on YouTube. We are also on Facebook. Am I missing anything else, Shell? No, that's where that's where we're at, and we'd love to have all of your um, community join along and uh, you know just be a part of the Cancer Cartel family. Watch us give away eleven million a year. That'd be yeah, awesome. Say, even if people can't support us financially, like donations or luxury donations, um, honestly, just sharing about us, like with their communities. That's the that's the biggest yep. way you can help us is to share mm-hmm. us with your communities to mm. help us and reach more people. Did we mention we have a pledge program? We didn't mention our pledge program. So we do have a monthly pledge program that's very accessible. As little as $5 a month makes a big impact because if you combine 10,000 people giving us $5 a month, that lets us help a lot of people every month. So yeah. we have 5, 10, 25, 5, 10, 25 50, 50, and 100. So, awesome. you know, it's a very easy way. It's set, set it and forget, forget it. it. That's perfect. And what is your website? Cancercartel.com. 
Awesome. 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 Okay, guys. So I loved our time together. We did too. (laughs) And I just want to know, is there, this is my last question that I always ask everyone. Is there a phrase, scripture, or mantra that you're living by right now? And of course, this is for each of you. Mine is we rise by lifting others. That would be like a lot that's bigger and better, bigger and better together. Like Elon says. Yeah. You guys took both of mine. Yeah, Sorry. No, I, I, it's, it's what we live by. I mean, we, we say it yeah. all the time. So that's, um, yeah. We have a friend well, Elon who always says bigger and better together. And we really like that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it's so true, right? And, yeah. you know, yep. what a beautiful moment to share with you guys today on International Women's Day. So, yeah. yeah. So thank you uh, for your time and um, cancercartel.com if someone wants to reach out to you. Love it. Yay. Thanks, Shay. Have a thank great thank day. Thank you. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.